The morning after, the movies. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Uncensored, spoiler-filled movie reviews and fun only available at xrock.com. My mom says to kick you in the back of the head. Movie time. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being until you... Pissed! Blood! Starts now. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. All right. Uh, morning after the movies podcast, season two, episode eighteen. What's so funny over there, Nick? Uh, I'm just looking at things to make me laugh. Oh, good. Uh, as we are here at Wingnuts, uh, joined by Randy for the morning after the movies podcast, uh, celebrating our ten uh, year anniversary. Nick, morning after the uh, the morning after, anyways. Huh? Our, uh, the sentence structure. Our ten- me up. I'm sorry. I was. <laughs> I, I have like popcorn stuck in my throat. So please talk for a second. I did enjoy the fact that we did have a Big J coughing fit in the middle of the movie today. Yeah, it's, I was wondering, been, was that popcorn or were yeah, you sick? No, this has been <laughs> happening when I eat popcorn. Like, I get a small kernel or something stuck in my throat, and I can't get it out. Uh, it's it's a real problem. It happens a lot. I don't know if it has to do with my neck surgery or what. Why are you laughing? I think it has to do with how much you chew it. Maybe you should chew it a little <laughs> bit more. And when it no, gets stuck in small, your throat. No, these aren't large kernels. I mean, these are small things that get caught in my windpipe. A yeah, curl- the little, little seed things come out the seeds. Yeah. A seed? Not even that. Not even no, that. No, what are those things? A little plastic? Shrapnel. Popcorn shrapnel. Yeah, let's go with popcorn shrapnel. And there was a lot of that. Did we even, did you even say what movie we've seen? Oh, no, I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're uh, reviewing the movie Dunkirk, directed by Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's, it's, what, sixth week of release? Sixth week of release. It uh, finished number six at the box office officially this weekend, raked in about another $9 million, uh, or actually another $4 million. Pretty pretty crappy weekend at the box office, all things considered. Uh, but it has cleared about $180 million just domestically since its release. It's a bona fide hit. Uh, of course, Christopher Nolan is the man behind the Dark Knight trilogy uh, and Inception as well. And uh, I think the last one he did was Interstellar, right? That was the last movie he made? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so coming off of that, we've got ourselves a based on the true story. I don't think any of these characters are based on real people, but no. he certainly based the uh, the the movie on a real event that happened during uh, World War II, where a bunch of uh, English and French soldiers were stuck uh, and surrounded by the em- enemy on a uh, place called Dunkirk, and then the uh, the English government called in the uh, the actual regular citizen kind of boats to help rescue almost 400,000 soldiers that were on this island between the English and the French. It's a pretty famous story in World War II lore. Uh, it's had a couple of uh, movies made about it in the past, a couple of television specials as well, uh, but this is the first time it's got the Christopher Nolan treatment. So let's go around the uh, the room. Big J, what did you think about Dunkirk? Uh, yeah, well, Intense. It was intense, uh, and uh, can just, you know goes to show you Christopher Nolan's ability to tell a story uh, and hardly have any dialogue whatsoever. I mean, there are very few um, words spoken in this movie. I, I mean, I, I, you could probably count actually, if you know, unlike most movies, you, you would be foolish to try. But I mean, you could really try to count how many words are spoken in this movie. And so, I mean, on the historical reference and all this stuff, I mean, it, it looked fantastic. And, uh, you know, they, the storyline, I mean, I think I might save some of my, I do have one small issue with the movie, but uh, we might flush that out a little later. But other than that, I mean, I thought it was a great movie. It was intense, but it's not something uh, I really want to watch numerous times just because of the nature of the movie and how intense it is. Well, all things considered, though, it wasn't uh, a bloody 
movie, you know. It I didn't mean, have to be. No, no, no. I mean, it was. It, no. it felt very realistic, but it wasn't. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't like Saving Private Ryan yeah. carnage every yeah, year. Yeah, there wasn't the realistic carnage, but just the. Uh, I think the emotions that that he puts you in. Uh, is pretty damn real and pretty damn scary in some respects and in, in some of the moments that we'll touch on later in the uh, spoiler session. But, uh, yeah, I think overall I, I enjoyed the movie uh, for the movie's sake. You know, just movie making is, is really cool when it comes to something like this. Randall, nary a female in the movie, but what did you think about Dunkirk? Yeah, there wasn't. Wow. Yeah, a couple a nurse, of nurses. A couple of nurses yeah, waving, about it. Yeah. waving at planes. Yeah, not a whole lot of that. Uh, it, it, weird, because... It is slow moving in the fact of the lack of dialogue, like you said, but in the same sense, it's also not because of all the action and bombs exploding and things like that. So, and it's kind of, uh, it gives you anxiety a little bit because you don't, I think that part of that's the soundtrack too, the, you know, the, the way that the songs play out with the scenes, but uh, it's, yeah, because you don't know what's, I think you know what's going to happen, but it's just the whole time, you're just a lot of anxiety and stress of these guys getting out. Are they going to die? Are they going to drown? All these different things, but uh, man. Not really my kind of thing, I, but at the same time, it looked really good, like you said. my The things I liked the most, I guess we can talk more in the spoilers about that, is the airplane scenes were awesome. I mean, just the, the open water, showing the planes flying and, and fighting and whatnot. Uh, of course, me getting motion sickness with stuff like that, That was it made you feel like you were right there as it's happening, or as you were sit- sitting in the water, almost drowning with the people and things like that. So it was... Man, it was it was interesting. Uh, like I said, usually not my thing. These old school war movies and whatnot, but I think it looked pretty good. Uh, it did look good. Uh, Christopher Nolan knows how to shoot a movie. That's for sure. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He can put together uh, a narrative that that doesn't need a whole lot of dialogue. Also, I, I really I get a kick out of non-linear movies. I enjoy it. Movies that kind of jump around a timeline, and this movie does that and, and does oh, it really well. That's my biggest complaint. Uh, oh, you don't like the fact that it was non-linear? Oh, no, completely lost. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you have to really be paying attention to catch where you restart. Yeah, yeah, but I kind of like that. I mean, because you can sometimes... I like being confused in a movie. Uh, well, I wasn't confused. I picked up right away where it was. It wasn't very confusing yeah, to me. I, I dug the, the non-linear stuff. No, no, it wasn't confusing. Like a bologna sandwich <laughs> with, with processed cheese. At all to here. me. Um, I know exactly what's going on well, at all times. Not all the... Listen, there's plenty of movies that confuse me. Dunkirk is, is not one of them, though. I mean, it wasn't... I mean, it was very... The, the stories overlapped each other, uh, but not by a ridiculous margin. You kind of get an idea of where everybody was and what places were if you give it a second and go, okay, we yeah, just saw this. But, but for me, it took a minute to, to place, okay, there's the bomber flying again. Is it happening? Oh, okay, oh, that was from before. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so there just didn't seem to be like a lot of landmarks to, to help you along to let you know what was happening. Yeah, it, it's true. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, you didn't get a little diddly do like they were flashbacking into the story or, or give you a cue that it was happening. But as you were jumping around from one character story to another, I think that that was at least after it happened the first two times. As it continued to happen, it was kind of a giveaway. As they went from one story to the next, we were jumping around in the timeline Yeah, as I well. know. Each time it made me mad. There you go. Um, but I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. Uh, overall, I, I've got some, some issues with the movie, but I think it's, uh, it's good. But much like Big J, uh, I'm not sure this is one I'll pop in every year and want to watch Dunkirk on an annual basis. Yeah, not, uh, like, not like you want to celebrate that. No, no. But it was, uh, it's certainly an interesting story, and it certainly is a beautifully uh, done movie. Uh, and so uh, that's my overall thoughts on the movie. Of course, 
course, we are here live at Wing Nuts. They are the sponsor of Morning After the Movies. We appreciate their help. If you uh, want to come on by, they're right here on Galleria Boulevard, right across the street from the old Nampa 12 Theaters, where you can grab yourself some food, uh, either before or after a movie, kind of like we do. And on this podcast, we try to pattern our reviews after these sauces here at Wing Nuts. You can go mild, you can go medium, or you can go hot. And there's varying degrees of each one of those three particular things, and we like to kind of base our movies on that particular scale. So, Big J, on a Wingnuts sauce scale, where do you place Dunkirk? Yeah, I'm going to place it hot, despite my problems with the uh, the continuity and uh, not knowing when the you know flashbacks are happening or when your present moment is happening. But uh, I think that the storytelling uh, in the moment, the acting, and just the intensity that he gets, and, and uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I reason I like it, I can't wait, uh, explain it now until we do the spoilers, but um, yeah, I'm going to give it a hot. Hot. Randy, your hot. sauce rating. I uh, I had an issue with the flashback stuff, too. It took me a couple times to pick that up, that that was happening. I was like, wait, that, that ship went down. and oh, that. Especially with planes um, flying all over the place, you, you know, you're only seeing one perspective, so you don't have a reference for where you are when they're doing the dogfighting. Yeah. So I think that was kind of what confused me in some of the plane moments when they were going back and forth, because it's hard to keep up to know where you're at. You know, you don't see an overall view of what the planes are doing. You only have the perspective from which plane you're in. And Yeah, and by the time so. I figured it out, I started to wonder how much of that I missed earlier on, and then it was just lost maybe before that. But Probably all of it. Probably. I didn't yeah, sleep, the whole though. movie's a flashback, guys. It didn't happen, like, <laughs> just so you know. Right. It's uh, yeah, good to know. Uh, so I'll go. This is one of those things where it's, do you rate it as a, a good movie because the movie's good, or do you were like you it? Were you scared at all like during it? the movie? Was I scared? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I was scared. You were freaked out, you said, right? Huh? Well, you I, said, I said you were freaked little, out. Little, little anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. I so mean, because you... Anxiety of maybe, oh my God, I'm about to drown. That would be awful. Yeah, because if, if you try to put... Well, there your, you go. It was a great movie for you. you put there. yourself in their perspective, then yes. So it's one of those things versus, is it a good movie versus did I like it? So I'm going to go right in the middle. Maybe a little less medium. Less medium? Less, less medium. medium side. Yep. Okay. Uh, then for my wing nut sauce scale rating, I'm going to give it a uh, raspberry chipotle barbecue, which is kind of in the upper end of the medium side of things out here at, uh, at wing nuts if you're into it, just because, uh, you, you know, I, I did very much enjoy the movie, but, you know, I like to think uh, whether or not I give a movie a hot would be a rewatchability factor for me, and although it's incredibly well done, I'm not sure I'll partake in Dunkirk again, but it certainly was worth checking out. So I'm on the upper end of the medium scale, just the uh, just right outside the hot range, but it's definitely a uh, a movie that you should at least see once just to kind of get an idea of what uh, really solid storytelling can be like in this is kind of what movies are supposed to be like you know it's a, it's a medium in which you don't need words but obviously words are amazing otherwise we wouldn't have you know people like Quentin Tarantino be able to pull it off but uh, it's definitely a great movie to go check out at least uh, for once so there's your general overview of Dunkirk a th- movie that's been in the theater now for six weeks let's head into the spoiler section which Big J has been looking forward to uh, get into it Big J what do you want to talk about everybody dies Everybody, everybody, everybody. Uh, no, you know, for me, what I really want, uh, the reason that um, I decided this movie is hot for me is just because of the perspective. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about, um, you know, uh, our men and women who come back with, with PTSD. And we have many friends that have that. And, like, this gives you one-eighth of that feeling in some of that regard of the horrors and terrible things you're seeing. Those scenes in the ship uh, when, when they're drowning and they're going to die i mean that was freaking me out because that is that's probably what it was like and, and you, it, there are a lot of movies in the old days or two you kind of oh hey ship sank but they didn't give you that perspective of this is what it's like to be inside when it's happening uh, so that freaked me out and there were a couple things where you just felt like the the despair 
um, of, of the soldiers who were trying to escape and those planes are strafing on the, um, on the docks and the beach. I mean, it was, it was really horrifying to me. And so that's why I think I like this movie so much because he, he was able to provide that what that's might be what it felt like to be there. Um, at least in an eighth of that feeling when we couldn't even imagine what it was really like. No, no. Um, so it was those scenes that really piqued my interest about this movie. And, you know, the, uh, the, I think the fear um, that, that everybody had, uh, you know, going into that, especially with the fighter planes and when they start, you know, going down and that guy, you know, the, the first guy that got shot down and, and almost, you know, not making it. There, there were just some really incredible uh, scenes, videography or the, uh, you know, cinematography in this was fantastic. I mean, I can't see them not winning an Oscar for it. Um, but that those are some of the things that really piqued my interest in. You know, the whole uh, scene at the end um, when Tom Hardy's character lands the plane, it was just, even up to that moment, not sure what was going to happen to him. He dies a horrible death, right? We could agree with that. That's probably how that story comes to an end. Well, he probably ends up becoming Hogan's heroes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although they didn't keep a whole lot of, uh, of POWs over there in uh, the German side of things. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's certainly uh, good stuff. Randy, any spoilers you want to get into? Not really in the way of spoilers, no. Uh, I'm kind of with Jay on the fact that I think the screaming is what did it for me that made it kind of fearful. Everybody's screaming around you and you're drowning and, God, man, and there's fire and gunshots. It's just freaky. But uh, no no spoilers for me, really. It, they didn't, there was 400,000 people on that. 400,000? See, that was my issue, I guess. Is that you can't really tell besides the fact that they mentioned that number during the movie, but you can't tell there's that many people because they only focused on a handful of Well, do you know what 400,000 people looks like? I don't really. A Go to Comic-Con. A lot. You'll find out. Yeah, uh, a lot you know, of guys on the beach. A lot of guys on the beach. A lot of guys on the beach for sure. Um, as far as I go, you know, the reason why it fell into the medium and not hot territory for me as well was there was I, I had a bit of a problem with one core lesson of this particular movie, or at least one particular storyline of this movie, and that is. Uh, you can get away with killing a kid as long as you're a <laughs> war veteran, which is a really weird thing to have happen. I mean, li- literally, Killian Murphy does murder somebody in this movie. Be- he purposely pushed the kid down the stairs, he cracked his skull open, and then dies in this movie, and everybody just kind of is like, it's cool, buddy. Uh, good luck with the rest of your life. <laughs> and it's a really weird thing for me well, not to exactly. have that. He did disappear. Well, no, he didn't. The guys, I mean, they, they helped him out. They, to, they lied to him and said the kid was okay, so they knew that he was in a fragile mental state, which I understand. But to let him just walk away and then, you know, the old man kind of gave him a nod as he was walking with a, a bunch of other soldiers is a really weird thing for me in this movie. I mean, he did straight up murder that kid. Well, There's the, no doubt about it. And the it. dad and the brother didn't show any sadness for it. That's well, the, weird. now, first of all, they're not. The, that's not his kid. Oh, it's somebody. Not. That's okay. the other weird thing. It's somebody else's kid that he let on his boat and then let uh, like get killed and then let, let the killer walk away. You know what? Bleep happens in war, dude. <laughs> It's Little a really, George boy didn't make it. It's a really weird lesson to me and a really weird I, thing I think to it have. points out to the whole fog of war and, and just the, the crazy bleep that can happen uh, under those circumstances because even that, just them landing back in wherever was, it was intense. So, at, listen, it's clear I, that Killian Murphy was having some issues, some mental stuff, and, and he was having some, some problems. I totally get it. I just don't mean. I just don't think that gives you carte blanche well, to kill you know, somebody. They were also all. looking, and then one second the, the young blonde was, was looking for him, and boom, he disappeared. So you know, he clearly was trying to evade them. You think so? Because I didn't get that feeling at all. Because uh, he he was helping them and hung out with them on top of the boat. I don't think he was trying to get away with murder. I mean, I, as a matter of fact, I don't even think he knew the kid was dead until he got off the boat. No, yeah, he got off the boat, and then he saw the stretcher. Right, and then, and then, he's then like, he like, boom, disappeared. And then he's like, oh crap, the kid is dead. And then the guy, the old man's like, hey. 
you're all right, buddy. And, and then, then he the, and then he walked the other way. No, then the blonde kid goes to look for him, and down the line, he he sees him for a second, and then there's a flash or something, and then he looks, and the guy's gone. It's weird, though. Still weird. Still very, very weird. Um, and then, uh, what do you guys think about the very, very end? I mean, like it, it faded out, and it had like a very typical movie ending. It faded to black. Not typical, but you know, you could clearly say the movie was coming to a crescendo, and then it popped back in with the dude like his eyes darting around the train. And then it ended again. You remember that scene at yeah. the very, very end? There's, I'm sure Christopher Nolan's trying to say something there. I have no idea what it is, though. Uh, and so I was like, that's interesting. Because, like, you know, they faded out on the, the burning plane as the guy was reading the, uh, the Winston Churchill uh, yeah. speech that we actually saw in a preview before we saw Dunkirk. And they showed him after <laughs> he's done reading it. Yeah, and then they showed him again after he's done reading it, just kind of looking around, which is interesting. I, I'm sure, that, like I said, I'm sure there's something to it. I just have no idea what it was. We'll have to ask next time we talk to Chris. He'll never talk to us. <laughs> He'll never return our calls, not after the last time. After I called him a murderer lover. Uh, so, uh, overall, I think, uh, yeah, Dunkirk is, is definitely a movie that a lot of people have seen, and I'm not sure it's going to get a lot of repeat business, but a uh, pretty good movie, all things considered. Yeah, one yeah. of those you should see in a movie, in theater, you know, with the, the whole presence of what's going on. So, now seeing the movie, Randy, do you think IMAX would have been too much for you? I Probably. Probably. Whatever. Probably. Part of this fun was I, w- I really wanted to see you in your first IMAX movie. And now I know it'll never happen. It'll never happen. It probably won't, no. a bag. That would have been the worst movie for me to do it during, though, because of the, like I said, man, a lot of the, the quick moving, like when you're in the airplane, it's moving around. Doctor Strange would have been the worst movie for you to see in IMAX in 3D. Trust me. Trust me on that. There's a lot of moving stuff going on. You would have gotten vertigo and puked. Yeah, I would have had to look away a lot. But did you have to look away at all during this? Mm, there was a couple of plane scenes where I did. Yeah. Where there was a plane moving, or there was one might have, been, might have been spinning or something. I don't remember, but I, I remember having to look away during that. That's sad, man. That's too bad. I know. It's good to see Tom uh, Hardy continue his uh, streak of Christopher Nolan movies where he refuses to show his face. I liked it till the very end. Or talk. Oh, really? yeah. He almost looked like Bane as he got out of the plane, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Uh, so there you go. That is Dunkirk in a nutshell. That is the end of Morning After the Movies podcast number 18. I looked ahead, guys. Uh, it's pretty scarce next week, too. Uh, there's not really any releases coming out September well, 1st we'll that are worth the while. Play it by ear, my friends. Play it by ear. September 8th is it. I know that yeah. much. So Randy's into that's the scary exciting. movies. We'll make that happen. But either way, uh, that's the tail end of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We'll check in again here at xrock.com. Me, me. Thanks to Wingnuts.